Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. This episode is brought to you by the GSD Academy. This step-by-step business productivity online program will share with you exactly how to shift your mindset, set boundaries, build rock-solid processes, customize your message in order to strategically grow your revenues and get shit done. Visit AngelaProfit.com slash GSD Academy. We're back for another episode of Business Unveiled. Good morning, live from the Cape in Cabo, Mexico. And we are so excited to bring you another episode of What in the f*** do I do with Facebook ads? The latest and the down and dirty on Facebook advertising for your business. We are going to open up this episode with telling you about the Cape, which is a Thompson property. It's a boutique hotel. The view is beautiful. We were just there. And we saw these things called sea otters, sea lions, sea oh, whales. Sea horses. Sea horses. You don't even know. And they made this sound. Look at the sea otters. Oh, we just jumped here. But they stunk. It was a beautiful picture. I'll, I'll share some b-roll from that trip i actually got on a boat i completely drugged myself up because i get so motion sickness and the boat ride was very very short but and it was like super freaking wavy but we did it and no one got sick i didn't throw up the funniest part though was um we saw these rocks that were so beautiful oh my god like snow and Angela thought that they were snow, and I couldn't understand why she was so adamant about taking these pictures, because I knew that it was bird shit. And there were beautiful pelicans at the top of these rocks. And then she burst in my bubble, which totally changed my perspective of the way the, the rocks looked. <laughs> they still were pretty, but... <laughs> I didn't feel the need to go climb them and do a TikTok dance. Let's just say that much. Okay, so let's kick it off. We're going to kick this episode off with a story, and we're continuing the episode from previous episode talking about Facebook advertising. And so the very first time that I believe we ran an ad together, and let's just, we'll each share our perspective. Okay. You want me to go first? Alrighty, so the very first time we ran an ad with uh, one of the consultants that we were working with, you guys, I don't even know, remember the exact strategy, but essentially it was running ads to primarily international crowds to build up your fan base and essentially sell to them, which seems fairly simple enough, but hindsight the ad was not targeted 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 enough 
And so with that came a lot of, um, I guess, unwanted direct messages, a lot of unwanted, um, like, inappropriate comments, and a lot of images of genitals that we um, that we received. But the best thing about this is that this was still when I was in the early stages of working with Angela. And so um, we weren't, you know, like we are now, <laughs> very open and transparent. And then I still had a nine to five. So I was at my nine to five and um, I was on my lunch break and I was pulling up, you know, just checking on the ads. And then I see all of these messages in her inbox and they're like pigs and they're like hey and I'm over here at work dying freaking out like having a minor panic attack because I'm like oh my goodness I hope she doesn't see this like you know I don't know how to fix this we immediately turn it off but later and actually way later maybe yesterday is when I found out that while this was going on I didn't know on my end there was something else that was going on on her end, and I just found that out yesterday. That was one of the very first big ads that I ran with one of the consultant strategies that we worked with, which I will never run anybody else's strategy. I will always run my own. So here's what happened on my end. So I have a meeting with a physician, a radiologist, and his wife at his home. And it was, uh, they offered to cook like, a lunch, a late lunch slash early dinner and drink wine while I showed them how to use Hootsuite for their business, which again, this was, this was a long time ago. And so we eat and normally like I don't do this with clients, but like they were so adamant that, you know, I come over to their home and, and we eat together, whatever. And so we're sitting out on this beautiful swing. They have a beautiful backyard, super lush, green water ponds with beautiful fish in them, very serene. I open my computer. I log into Hootsuite. And so I have, I believe at the time, six platforms across my computer screen. And now as, as I'm logging in, I'm not looking at my screen. I'm looking at his wife, talking to his wife like this. And then when the computer screen comes up, he says, oh, Angela, what is that? And it was pics all across all my platforms on social media. And I literally just have to laugh at this point. And I'm like, my account got hacked. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But let me text somebody real quick from, from my team because we got to change our passwords. I don't get really embarrassed very easily. I just, you know, laugh it off. I'm super clumsy. I was really embarrassed. So the point to the story is don't use other people's strategies. You've got to test your own, test your own data or hire an expert who knows what they're doing. And experts, like I just said, don't use other experts strategies which now we're learning that the world of Facebook ads and digital marketing marketing half the people don't know what they're doing and they don't really care so that is another reason that we have learned to do some of this stuff ourselves do it internally and really learn it so that we can help other people that we actually care about 
and we don't want these things to happen too. So, <laughs> okay. So moving on, let's talk about the first thing is, you know, not everyone has an email list. And so having an email list versus having an email list strategy is two different things. So an email list, when I first started an email list, I used MailChimp. I got banned. Um, they thought I was lying to them about where my contacts came from. <laughs> Whatever. So I didn't really care for it for a few years. Then I used my Emma, and then I got introduced to Infusionsoft, which we call Confusionsoft. And it's been almost a decade since we've been in bed with them. Yay! So it is a great CRM. It's very robust. You can do a lot of different things with it. So for example, if you're shopping on a website or you're on a website, you'll notice a pop-up asking you for your name, your email. You give me something, I'll give you something type thing. And there's some mistakes that we really see people make. So for example, I was looking at someone's website yesterday. They had asked me to review it, one of our coaching clients. And she had the pop-up. She wasn't really giving anything of value. And she was just saying, like, join my newsletter. Well, why? Why would I want to join your newsletter? You want to make it fun. Like our community, GSD leaders. GSD over here. Get shit done. So why would people join our email list? Well, we're, pro we're providing value. So we're letting them know either weekly or monthly what they can expect from us, which typically from us is some type of a productivity tip and a podcast. So then she was just asking for email, which best practices really is you want to get first name, last name. But I know the more information you ask for, the less likely someone is to fill it out. But we really try to get first name, last name and the email because we want to personalize it. Like we're all individual people and we want to talk to individual people through our email list. We're not talking to thousands of people at once. It's one on one here. And so to personalize things, you really want to make that available. You can also give away a lead magnet through a pop up box if someone's going to join your email list. I believe one that we've had before is like the top 10 video tips, like things to do, which sometimes I can't even follow my own top 10 rules because like we're a little blown out, but you know, the sun's really effing bright right now, but that's okay. You do what you do to make it happen. So that's all on the front end of s gathering emails, but on the back end and the strategy part, if you don't have an email list, this is where Aja comes in. Yes, and that is such a great question. This is one that we hear all the time, especially like when some of our clients or even some of the, you know, solopreneurs, people who are just really getting started, they're wondering, well, how do I grow my client base? So one of the one of the resources, that's the best way I can say that, to use is Facebook advertising. And so just continuing on in the different types of objectives that you can run, one of the things that I would consider for building an email list is a campaign that runs alongside of a brand awareness campaign, which is called a traffic one. And so as Angela mentioned, there's all kinds of things that need to happen on the back end as far as 
making sure your landing page or your website or wherever you are directing them to, it has one clear call to action, asking for their first name, their last name, and their email address. And then having something that's so enticing that they want to download it immediately. So I don't know if we want to roll into a lead magnet and what are considered great lead magnets, good lead magnets. How long do they need to be? We get these questions a lot. How colorful and beautiful they need to be. I am personally not a designer, okay, (laughs) at all. My brain just is wired differently from Angela's. Um, which is what I love about that. And so essentially my rule of thumb is for a great lead magnet is just providing all kinds of good value. Um, There's multiple strategies over this. Some people say, hey, provide so much to where they feel like they need you immediately. They need all of your services immediately. And then there's others that say, hey, like just provide a simple one sheet. But either or I think is fine. The most important thing is that whether it's 30 pages or one page, you want to make sure that whatever you are putting in this lead magnet packs a lot of value. So some of the platforms that we use to create leads in are Canva. I know that Angela uses a platform called PictoChart, I believe. PictoChart. I mean, there's so many. They're iBooks author, which I think is going away. I think it's going away, actually. Didn't I say that? And if you don't have a Mac, then that won't work. Any type of software that has, like, a design component, design element is really honestly great. I like Canva because it's easy. I am not a designer, so they have all kinds of templates there. But if you are one that likes to design and that is just your passion, I know a lot of people use... Adobe, Photoshop, things like that. Let's get a little bit more into the guts of copy and creative and... It's so funny because some of the clients that I work with, they're over 50 and are 55. And some of the older clients that I work with, um, when I say copy, they're like a copy machine, like a Xerox copy machine. And I'm like, no, I don't know where this word started. I don't, I don't know who started it. But copy in our world means words, text and words. Copy that goes along with an ad, copy that goes along on your website, copy that goes on your landing page. There are so many different types of copy to understand, and there is a difference between copy that you want to make sales and convert into dollars. That copy is a little bit different than ad copy to entice someone to actually click that box and give you their information. And some of you might, instead of emails, the big thing now is just get their effing phone number so you can put them into a texting campaign. So you really have to know your audience and who you're speaking to. Again, a lot of our audience members, they're over 50. They probably don't answer their text messages as quickly as they would their email because that's just their generation. So you want to consider your audience and what's best going to resonate with them. Then you have the copy and then you have the creative, which brings me to the different types of Facebook ads. But before we talk about that, can you give us some insight on bad copy, bad creative, things that you've seen in your experience? Because I know you've seen a lot. So what are some no-nos to do in copy and creative? And then what are some things that you would want to do when creating copy for your ad and your landing page and the creative. 
I just want to rewind back just a little bit. <laughs> rolling back the time. What is it? Rolling back the time. Anyways, a share song. So I, I want to kind of elaborate on copy in general. Copy is basically a really fancy word for sales writing. And so there's all, as Angela mentioned, there's all different types of copy. Um, professionally, we say there's long form copy, there's short form copy, there's conversational copy, there's formal copy. So there's sales copy, like there's all different kinds of copy. When we talk about, you know, obviously the length is very, you can understand that very easily. But when we talk about the different tones we want to convey is when we start to talk about, well, is this going to be a conversational one? Is this going to be more formal? And honestly, all of that really depends on your audience. So if you've been consistently posting organically and you've given your brand a voice, which goes back to... What do we say? Having a strategic plan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this all comes back full circle. So when you map out your strategic plan and you start to build your brand voice, that is going to be the catalyst or the beginning or starting point for your copy and using Facebook advertising. So just an example, a lot of people say, oh, just keep it short. I say test it. That's our biggest thing. Test it. If your audience is used to seeing long form copy from you, let's definitely test the long form copy. If it's something that, you know, you want to convey the message really quickly, let's test the short form copy. I will say strategically, there are some things that we do, and I'll touch really quickly on this. But as far as like when you're about to run it and you're about to set up your Facebook ads, some things that you absolutely cannot do in the actual copy is overpromise. And so when we talk about overpromising, saying things like, if you download this lead magnet, you will, you're guaranteed to make a million dollars. These are big no-nos with Facebook advertising. They will not kick you out, but they won't approve your ad. So just being cognizant of your verbiage and not overpromising and um, anything that has the word Facebook. So if you are using a URL that has the word Facebook or if you are using copy that uses the word Facebook, just be aware that it is trademark. So <laughs> learned our lesson. <laughs> learned our lesson with that. That is a big no-no. But I will give you a, a little nugget as far as a strategy that we use as far as copy. So anytime we are running an ad to a cold audience, we typically like to use some form of long copy. And we like to do that because we like to tell a story, especially for someone who has never interacted with our brand. And so when it comes back to retargeting that same person who we've already made an introduction with, then we'll use something that's shorter form. That's just a basic strategy that we like to do as far as running it to a cold audience and then retargeting them with an ad later. But honestly, the best answer that I have for this question, and Ange is probably already going to know this, but just testing. Just testing. I cannot tell you what is going to work for your audience, but I can tell you if you are consistently posting organically, I think that that is a great starting point to kind of look at your analytics and see what type of content is already resonating with your audience and go ahead and put that out as far as a Facebook ad. So going more on the creative side, using a picture of, like if you were going to run an ad for me, a picture of myself, a picture of other people, a stock image, should we create something or should we allow Facebook to choose 
what ads. So, for example, like when Aja says testing, you can also not only test copy, you can test the images. And let me just let you in on a little secret. What you think people are going to click on, they're not going to click on it. That happened to me a lot. And we had bids going, like contests going, and I always lost. So I don't involve myself in the contest anymore. And you just um, should allow the professionals to do their job because that's why you're investing in them. You don't need to understand. You don't need to be in control. You don't need to understand all the itty-bitty little tidbits of pieces that, that goes on because you're not going... If you don't do it every day, there's no need for you to understand so if you have a heart attack or your husband has a heart attack or your wife has a heart attack or your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother or your dog, like you don't take a person or a pet into a veterinarian or a hospital and you're like, oh my gosh, you're having a heart attack. And you sit there and ask the cardiologist, well, tell me every tool you're going to use and what type of stent is that? And how does the balloon blow up? And does it have to be within 90 seconds or someone's going to die? Like you, you don't need to understand all that. The bottom line is they're professionals. They are well-taught, well-experienced. Most of them in the doctor world, they, like, went to school for that. But Facebook offers a lot of classes, a lot of certificates, a lot of things. And let me tell you, you have to keep up. This stuff changes every single week. One day we'll do an episode just sharing with them, like, between some of the clients that we share for various purposes. But... They'll reach out and be like, oh, my God, Facebook changed this. Oh, my God, Instagram changed this. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, their problem is our problem because they sometimes don't listen to, to what we say because they want to do it their way. In any circumstance, when you hire an expert, take their lead based on experience instead of trying to do it your way. And so on the creative side, can you share with us some of the your experiences and what, what works, what doesn't work, like creating pictures in cam Canva versus a stock image, w what have you seen work well? Well, I think it's funny. I think a lot of people knock stock images, but stock images, they work well. People are familiar with them, especially some of the stock images that actually have people in them. They do uh, fairly better than ones that don't. Um, as far as your own individual original content, I've seen that do well too. A lot of, one thing that I can 100% absolutely say is that images that have text overlay over them, especially if it's more than like 20% of the image, they don't do well. A lot of it has to deal with Facebook can't really read what's on the image. It's not something that typically resonates with people. It's not something that would be you know, a showstopper unless you have like an incredibly funny joke in the t as the text. So that's one thing that I've seen just kind of not do as well. A lot of people will do videos. Videos do really well. Making sure your videos are no more, if you can, than 30 seconds. We've had clients run wanting to run videos to like 10-minute videos upward and plus. And honestly, in the world that we are today, no one really has time to sit down and watch a 10-minute plus video unless it is crazy wild good. As far as 
scrolling images, we've seen carousels. Those do incredibly well, especially those are best for if you have like a retail store and or a brick and mortar and you're, you're scrolling through and you're, you're offering some type of product. Those types of ads do very well. But honestly, I come back to it is all about testing. But a little nugget, if you are a newer business owner or if you're just new to Facebook advertising or even if you have a team of experienced Facebook professionals, encourage them to try the dynamic creative. So this is a button that you can click right within the Facebook ads manager platform. And essentially, like while we're sitting here and we're telling you, hey, we're going to go in, we're going to test this, we're going to look at the data, da, da 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 we do this every single day. We are always constantly looking at ads. So the reason why I like this button is because it's going to do all the work for you. And you don't have to go in and kind of figure out what's going on, what, what type of creative. And when we say creative, we specifically mean the visual. So whether that's an image, whether that's a video, whether that's a carousel, whatever that looks like. The copy is the sales writing. But the dynamic creative portion is going to do all the work for you. I 100% love it. At the end, it's going to tell you, hey, this headline worked the best. Hey, this caption worked the best. And when we say work the best, we mean it is converting. It's, it's prompting people to take action on your ad. So just making sure you're going back and looking at that data so you actually know. And we're old school, so we keep up with all of those things in, in a Google Sheet in the cloud. We keep everything in our Google Drive. There we go. And yeah, we're just old school about that. So just making sure you're tracking and like taking note. I would not encourage on paper. I would encourage a Google Sheet or an Excel document if you have Microsoft. But <laughs> yeah, so that, that's really honestly the, the, the main feedback that I have about the types of creative and copy. So someone that's listening, if they are currently running Facebook ads with a company, and this is what really shocked me when back in this year, uh, this one year in 2020, and a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs they let a lot of their marketing team go, their sales team go. Um, it, was, it was an unfortunate time for some people, but it also opened up doors for other opportunities to grow. And one of the things that I will say is when some of my friends came to me and they said, can you teach me how to do this? Like, I know you know how to do this. Can you teach me how to do videos so I can run ads? Okay, a few of them did not even know their password to get into Facebook. They didn't know their password to get into business manager. They did not know. I'm like, don't you get weekly reports or every other week? You at least need to be looking at your numbers and your return on investment, your ad spend up against what your goals are. You've got to be looking at your reports at the bare minimum every other week. And you've got to ask questions. And what just really got under my skin for one of my friends she owns multiple locations, and she was looking to open another location to expand. And I said, well, let's look at your analytics before we just start throwing money out there to see what your audience has been interacting with. And then, so I'll ask some pre-qualifying questions and do the, the front part and help with the design part. And then, notably great, Aja's company will come in, and they actually set it up and babysit it and run it and and tweak it every single day. It's like breastfeeding a baby. But anyway, it is. It is. It's like you have to feed it. Or let's use the analogy of a plant. Like, not a succulent. You have to water the plant. You can't just set it 
let it go because then you're just wasting money. You're wasting money. I actually think I've said that in the, the lead magnet we have. This is not a set it and forget it turkey that you just put in the oven and you don't, you don't do anything else with it. No, you have to continuously watch it. Yeah, continuously. And so when I asked her, I'm like, well, let's pull up your analytics. I'm sure that there's a pixel code, which there was a pixel code. But I go into Google Analytics to look it up so that we could make some informed decisions about how to spend her marketing budget for her new location. And there were no analytics. And then she's like, oh, well, let me just text the girl. And she's like, oh, you never asked for that. What? What? Just because I didn't ask for it? Like, that's like going to a, a, a five-star Michelin-rated restaurant and they don't bring you silverware to eat your food or they don't bring you a steak knife to cut your steak. Like, I have to ask for it? Are you kidding me? I, I'm, I'm still just like, it just, it makes me um, hot thinking about it. It's unfortunate that some of these larger companies, they're like, if you don't ask for it, they're not going to do it. So make sure that you are asking for reports. Make sure that you understand how to read them. There's only a few small things that you need to be looking at in your analytics and in your reporting. And we're going to talk about that on the next podcast. Can you explain to anyone that's listening how does Instagram play into running ads and business manager? Yes. Yeah, so we get a lot of clients who just ask specifically for Instagram ads. And even, even if you're not one of our clients and you're just like, hey, I don't really want to run Instagram or I don't really want to run Facebook ads. I just really want to focus on Instagram. Well, just be mindful that Facebook has bought Instagram. So Facebook owns Instagram. And the best way I can tell you as far as running ads specifically for Instagram, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to run those ads through the Facebook business manager and not running it directly from the organic platform. The main reason being, when you run it from the organic platform or the native platform, you're not able to target as detailed and you're not able to reach your ideal audience as much as you can through the Facebook Business Manager app. Now, saying that, logistically, you're like, well, how do I do that? How do I set it up? When you are in Facebook Business Manager, Facebook gives you the opportunity or asks you, like, hey, where do you want your ads shown? Placement is what it's called. There are different types of placement opportunities, but you will specifically select Instagram and uncheck all of the different placement locations for your ad. So then you select Instagram, and then you're good to go. It sounds just all you got to do. All you got to do. All you got to do. Right. Right. But we do show our group in the Great Collective, how to do all of these different steps, how to uncheck, check, making sure you're selecting the right placement, all those different fun things. But if you're a listener and you're like, hey, I'm going to pause this real quick and try and go and do it, <laughs> that's exactly how you would do it, just making sure you change the placement location of your ad specifically to Instagram. And then you'll not only be able to see those insights on Instagram, but you'll be able to see them through Facebook as well. You got to get good at making sure that you're hooking people 
So, because we talked about that in our last podcast, so I'm taking notes, you guys. Yes, I have a little list on my note that's backed up in iCloud so that things that come up, we make sure that we are covering them, which, before we go into the hook, there is one more little thing, like... One more little thing. Yeah, just one more little thing. Just one more thing. Um, In the next podcast, should we tell them about, like, the secret library. Well, it's kind of a secret to me because it's really hard to find. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I think Facebook wants it to be a secret. So resources that Facebook puts out that people do not know about, yeah, and I'm psycho crazy, and I love finding them and sharing them. Sharing. She's so nice about sharing them, so then they're not a secret. Okay, the hook. What's the hook? When we talk about hook hooks, those are more related to copy, so the sales writing. And visually, it can be, it can come across visually, but essentially it is something that is so enticing that people just have to stop. So the hook is kind of like, if I had to compare it to a dining experience, it's like the appetizer, right? Like you just need a little something right before dinner and it's just like the perfect amount right before you're about to enjoy your entree, right? So when they first come across your ad, they need a little something that brings them in but then the rest of your copy should make them stay. So hooks that we, for the main entree, yeah. Did you like that analogy? Okay. So some examples being, hey, have we met before? Dot, dot, dot. I literally just ran this ad and it was one of the craziest, wildly popular ads. And people were like, what? What are you talking about? I've never seen you in my life. So then they go on and they read the story. And I mean, things like that, just one-liners that are very simple. Questions work really, 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 really well. If you want to use a great hook, a question, one question, one, one question works really well. If you'd like to open up with a joke, yeah, with a joke, those work really well too. Like, hey, you're, what, are, what are some jokes? Your mama, is your mama jokes? You've never heard of your mama jokes? Some people use them. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. <laughs> Any type of joke works well. A question. Just be creative. Be different. Just know that whatever you do, keep in mind that there are hundreds and thousands of people running ads in addition to you. So what are you going to do? Can you give us just one example of how you make your ads stand out as a company? Yes, I love this question. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about an ad that I just ran and I told Angela about it the other day. I was super, super, super excited about it. So we are running an ad where we're specifically targeting brick and mortars, locations. And there is a whole strategic piece behind it. Not going to get all into that because it's like the nitty gritty, but very high level. It was an ad that was ran to a group of um, women entrepreneurs. So we essentially targeted those locations that we knew the women entrepreneurs hang out at. And so our hook was, have we met before? Question mark. And they have. And we have. And so we go on to tell this story, and it's like, hey, if you're seeing this ad, then we literally were in the same place like a couple of days ago. Here's exactly where we were. We were either at this location called X location, right between 8th and 12th Street. Like, I mean, it's really crazy. And so it it was really funny. It was a really popular ad. It went over very well. And um, some of the, the women who we actually met there, they reached out to us and they were like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is the most, 
<laughs> this is the most targeted ad that we've ever seen. And so we did that, you know, kind of like as a little joke, but also too, again, we are always testing, testing, testing. One thing that you can definitely rest assured is that we do not do anything on our client accounts without first testing it on our own. So we're very excited about that. That's probably something that we'll start incorporating into others, but that is honestly the most fun ad that we've ran in a long time and the most uh, one of the best high-performing ones that we've run. Okay, one last thing. Can you just, like, run an ad for me and then, like, I'll make money, like, while I'm sleeping? Like, how much money can I make while I'm sleeping overnight just running an ad in a, in a day? That's the only thing. We'll cover that at our next location and our next podcast because it actually is kind of lengthy. That one is something that I'm very passionate about because I want to really get into the education component behind Facebook advertising. The very short answer to Angela's question is no, we are not just going to run a Facebook ad and you wake up and you have a million dollars in your bank account. That does happen for some people. There are a lot of factors that go into this. There are many layers. I could speak, speak, and speak for days on this because I am very passionate about it. And the bottom line is we're going to get real, real, real about expectations <laughs> and like social media advertising. Because that is what is healthy and that is what is needed for a strategic business plan. Okay, so as we wrap up, will you let everyone know your experience at the Cape at Thompson as I pan? Welcome to the mysterious Thompson Hotel. We have a beautiful 150-ish. This view is... Uh, just incredible it is beautiful a lot of things that we've heard here from our friends in Cabo Mexico there's these little sea urchins this has been my most favorite story Angela is painting to those black rocks that we're talking about so apparently these little sea urchins live on there and if you get too close and touch them then they'll latch out at you like a piranha and stick you going back to this incredible view it is absolutely beautiful as far as some of the amenities that they have. Saltwater pools, two very nice upscale restaurants that we have dining on site. There's villas here, there's residents that actually live here and very famous for their French toast. We've had an amazing time here at the Thompson. And one thing that I've really enjoyed about this property as well, each property has a dedicated sommelier. Have you noticed that? And I just think that that, like, as far as experience and dining, it just really, like, kind of sets the mood and sets the tone. A lot of the team here at the Thompson, they're just very well-versed in their craft, and they're very passionate about what they do. So we, we really enjoyed being here. On to the next, on, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done, would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at AngelaProfit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights. And I want to know your aha moments. 
Until next week, remember, the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.